And now, they're at it again. Gay Savvy. Hey, how you doing? Spencer here. You're listening to Gay Savvy on Zed Digital. Wherever you are today, whether you are tuning in uh, via podcast or whether you are listening to digital radio, thank you for tuning in. It's going to be a great show. It's, it's, we're going to have a good time. Uh, today we have uh, Jonathan Duffy from The Doctor's Wife uh, teaming up with Craig Rossiter, the director and writer, well, not the director, but the writer of uh, Silver Stiletto. Uh, they've combined forces and they'll be having a show at the Tribal Theatre come 2nd of December. We talked to them to see how everything's been going since their big productions. We also will be chatting to Birdie Blackman. Uh, she stops by and uh, I have the opportunity of catching up with her to talk about her latest album and tours. You get to find out the gossip there. Very exciting. Uh, and uh, also, of course, plenty of new music. We're going to be playing track after track of new stuff as well as a bit of old stuff. We have had a bit of live music come and hit our shores recently. I'm talking Coldplay and Radiohead. I'm going to feature a track of theirs in the upcoming two hours. I'm also going to play you a bit of Jebediah. There's a name you haven't heard of for a while. Uh, some of their uh, early 2000s stuff. Uh, we're also going to have Swedish House Mafia. A bit of new stuff by Little Mix. That's very exciting. As well as Lana Del Rey, Lisa Mitchell, uh, Temper Trap, uh, ooh, Tame Impala. It's just, it's just going to be a great show. But uh, to kick off uh, today, we're going to play you a bit of Dragonette. Love this city. Live this city, I'm sorry. And then we'll have a bit of Gypsy and the Cat. And then we'll get straight into the interview with Craig and Jono. You're listening to Gay Savvy. Uh, plenty of ways to track us down, too. We have a Facebook page. We have internet sites. It's just fingers and pies. Uh, Facebook, www.facebook.com forward slash Gay Savvy. Uh, if you Twitter us, it's at Gay Savvy. If you want to email us, it is uh, gay.savvy.zed at gmail.com. And if you uh, like what we're all about and want to continue hearing us on Z Digital as well as tracking down the podcast, uh, you can go into iTunes, search Gay Savvy, find it all there, as well as our website, www.4zzfm.org.au. Yeah, Dragonette, live the city. Spencer here, stick around. Yeah. 
listening to Gay Sevy. You are joined with Spencer and Co. Um, returning guests, a lot has happened in the past. It's can you believe it's been a year? It has, hasn't it? It's been it goes so quick. It, it goes so quick. So I am joined with a returning guest and and a bit of a you know fingers and pies in the gay savvy uh, world Jonathan Duffy <laughs> and Mr Craig Rossiter uh, uh, sorry and sorry Jonathan Duffy of the doctor's wife the doctor's uh, wife saga now i can say saga Oh wow! I I quite like that. Yeah, it implies there might there may be a third, but I'm not saying anything. <laughs> and uh, Mr. Craig Rossiter of Silver Stiletto, hello. Hi. So, uh, firstly, before we begin, there, there there's an event coming up. Yes, second of December. Yes, the Doctor's wife will be playing with, with Silver, Silver Stiletto. Stiletto. So, how did you guys find each other? <clears throat> you go. Well, I don't know. We've kind of been Facebook. But well, I, was, I would say I was probably a bit of a crazy stalker fan of yours. Well, no, Facebook. I thought I was a Facebook stalker of yours. Oh. Okay, well, <laughs> so, how, how did you hear of, of like, like the writings stop. fan or, or the Silver Stiletto being behind that? Like, how? how? Uh, well, I first heard about Silver Stiletto from you, Tim. Yeah. Oh, yeah. When <laughs> when you went on set. Yes. Um, and you did some, you know, sort of behind-the-scenes kind of stuff on set with Silver Stiletto, and you told me all about it and how awesome it was, and I kept looking out for it. And, and, and the second I found the Facebook page, that's, that's sort of when I started following along, going, when am I going to see this film? Mm. And, uh, yeah, and then you, we, we met officially only just recently. Mm. About a couple of months ago at the... The GLBN, the Gay and Lesbian Business Network. Okay. Yeah. Oh, but, and that's how we met. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> well, there you are. Crazy. Wow. All right. Yeah. So, um, have you seen Silver Stiletto yet? I haven't. I'm so excited. <gasps> so, okay. Cause and I, was, I haven't seen The Doctor's Wife, so I'm excited. <laughs> <laughs> and so, you've seen both, have I've you? I've seen both. <laughs> I am a connoisseur. I've, I've, like, talking fingers and pies, it's just getting ridiculous the amount of stuff I've seen. This is like a, a, an episode of, you know, a match date or something. <laughs> You, you know the answers. <laughs> <laughs> Behind that door. Yes, lies yeah. of film. Um, so, yeah. Well, okay then. Well, um, considering that, what what are our expect? Are we looking forward to? So, like, because it's, it's, they're very different genres. Incredibly. So, uh, when they're well, seeing... I don't know. I haven't seen what? The Doctor's Wife, so I don't know what to do. I mean, obviously, it's a documentary. It's a documentary, and it's and it's about love. Well, I hope the people who come to well, see your film... Well, about love. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I hope the people who come to see your film stay for mine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of hype around The Doctor's Wife, so I'm sure, and, and Silver Solo too. So, um, basically, well, I'll, I'll start with... Because uh, Silver Solo will be played first, mm. I'm assuming. So, since, um, you know, it aired last year, what's the journey been like since... Um, yeah, very interesting journey. I mean, it's a it's a sort of a bit of a waiting game, really, for us. I mean, we, we finished it. We had a few dramas with uh, with sound. We had a particular song that we wanted, and we had a few dramas trying to get that song, and we ended up having to... We'd actually cut the film, um, put the sound design in with the actual song. We thought we had the rights, and then we got sort of half the rights, and we couldn't get the other half, and... So we uh, ended up having to um, basically go back to our composer and ask the composer to write us a song 
so that hit all it? the same beats so that we didn't have to recut the film. Oh. So, oh, but is so it are you talking job. about the epic uh, the fight scene? The fight scene. The fight oh scene. So, no! Yeah, yeah. Oh, that would have been tragic. I uh, no, it actually turned out to be pretty pretty good. Actually. Same lyrics so, and all that too, just a different. Mm, well, we had to change oh. the lyrics, most of the lyrics, but the lyrics were pretty cool. It was a, it was good. Legal um, reasons. It was hey. Legal reasons. Uh yeah, yeah, yeah. Legal, legal <laughs> All right. So have we and and we've entered it into a couple like so considering that it is, um, it, it has a few gay issues. Gay issues. Well, I would say issues. Well, uh, themes, uh, oh, themes yeah. and issues. Like this is my drama school. You know, kind oh, okay, of what yeah, are the yeah, themes yeah, and yeah. issues it of fits the play? The, the not not actual LGBT film. It's a, it's an LGBT. Yeah. Well. It could be, but it also could not be. So, considering that, what has the feedback been, and and mm. what you know has like when entering in it stuff and what have you? What what is your range when it comes to the themes and issues of the of the? Yeah, look, it, it certainly has been embraced by the gay community worldwide. We actually premiered in Frameline, which is um, the oldest and um, huge. yeah, the the oldest and and most prestigious gay and lesbian film festival in the world in San Francisco. Um, so we were really happy about that, um, and we have since played in probably about nine um, festivals, particularly in the US. Uh, we actually won Best Man Short at uh, Pittsburgh mm -hmm. um, just a couple of weeks ago, but we've also screened at Palm Springs and at Uppsala, which are more mainstream um, festivals. Uppsala so is Sweden, isn't is it? Is Sweden, yeah, yeah. yeah it's short for, um, quite a, you know. So is it reviewed and analysed when in these films too? Uh, it's um, there's been a few blogs about it. We've every time it's screened somewhere, someone has found us on Facebook and it has actually commented and said, "Just saw your film and we loved it. It was amazing or you know, amazing, mm. Amar amazing, amazing." Mm. Um, which is which is really really great. Um, after Frameline, there was a blogger who um, who wrote a review and ask Luke Mays, the director, in his blog to please make a feature out of it. So there wow. is potential for it. And, uh, and are we allowed to talk about what you've been working on since? <laughs> yeah, we can talk about that. Yeah, All right. Yeah. Well, I, I hear there might be... Uh, well, uh, there's a movie script out there. Uh, yes. Um, I have actually completed the first draft of, uh, of uh, a, a feature. Well, there were a lot of gaps and silences in Silver Stiletto. A lot of questions might be asked, like, uh, is he... like? I guess what I want to say with the script, have decisions been made, uh, like with with about the character or, or stuff like that, or is it still open and ambiguous at times, like Silver Stiletto? Um, <coughs> no, there's some there's some answers, um, but there are always more questions. <coughs> okay, know, I think so. Um, so but what the, has but the uh, the uh, the question that you're probably referring to has it been answered? You, you get an insight into that. Okay. Um, whether or not you actually get a definitive answer, it's uh, I've sort of I'm purposely kept that. I, I just dream that there's a love interest, and I'd be the burden to play that, you know, with my <laughs> theatre degree and stuff like that. So that, that I, I guess, like with the character range now, mm. is it going to be like the same character, same storyline, or has it just evolved into something completely different? Um, look, I think it's it's still definitely in, um, you know, it's in development. I think, and uh, and the. There's a number of different ways I think you can take a character that is an ex-SAS soldier who turns vigilante drag queens. I mean, there's a lot of questions like why does he become a drag queen, and mm. you know, for, for for 
what purpose is it purely revenge and um, you know how does he how does he go through that process to become mm. a, a drag queen and to be honest I my feeling is I can't answer that question in just one feature I sure. have to write two you said, all right and, oh. and that's the answer to my other question too like yeah. apart from gaining revenge is there other stuff that Silver Stiletto can do that would cause episodes or, or you know more sequels or yeah. you know to create a stiletto saga a stiletto saga oh ab- yeah absolutely um, you know I think that uh, I mean one of the things that I had I had actually had a lot of trouble writing the feature I had quite a few blocks because you know obviously he in Silver Stiletto he he, he, he she kills uh, Catholic the priest and mm. You know, when you're writing a short film, you don't sort of have to justify why, and yep. um, you know, you just go, "What a cool idea! Let's kill a Catholic priest in a cathedral." That would look really cinematic. I've and wanted to do that ever <laughs> since I was a little boy, brushing my teeth. You Absolutely, know. <laughs> you know. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I initially it was envisaged to be him, you know, beating the crap out of this Catholic priest. That's yes. all that stuff. But anyway. Um, wiping the pigtails out of the way and, you know, yeah, helicopter trick. Yeah, I get it. But when it comes to the feature, I think you have sort of have to explain that somewhat yep. more. You, can, you can't just throw something out there mm. like that. Um, you know, you sort of have to have to justify why. And I had real difficulties with that because my sort of personal belief is everybody's entitled to their own views on whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And... Um, um, you know, so to kill. So you know, it's like, why am I killing this priest, sort of thing. Um, <coughs> and and I've had to delve into the depth Numerous of my being to, yeah. to try and answer that answer that question. Welcome and to the real world. I'm a writer now. I have to write. <laughs> yeah, God. yeah. You know, you, you actually have a lot more freedom, I think, in a 15 minute short film than what you do mm. in a in a 90 minute. Or 110 minute, actually, as it's turning out to be feature.
Eunice, and you're listening to Z Digital. Clever girl, think you are, but you think too much. Shut down, Turner, don't look that way anymore. Clever girl, think no. Yeah. 
gay savvy. Apply only as directed. If symptoms persist, see your healthcare professional. There was a time I used to look into my father's eyes. In a happy home, I was a king, I had a golden throne. Those days are gone, now the memories on the wall. I hear the songs from the places where I was born. Upon that hill across the blue lake, that's where I had my first heartbreak. I still remember how it all changed. My father said, Don't you worry, don't you worry, child. See, heaven's got a plan for you. Don't you worry, don't you worry now. a time I met a girl of a different kind We ruled the world I thought I'd never lose her out of sight We were as we are I think over now and then I still hear the songs about a beyond Actually, a while since we've actually been able to get amongst you. So again, mm. a lot has happened because you sort of just gave us a sort of a, a, a sneak peek or, or a little, just a bit of a heads up on what the future yeah. holds for the, the announcement. That I made the announcement. Yeah. But um, but still, there, there's still plenty talked about about the the first movie. Yeah. And uh, and I guess 
same question that I asked Craig. What's what's been the life of the Doctor's wife since we've last hung out? Uh, because uh, you're still travelling, you're still showing everywhere. There's there's a DVD, like there's a yeah, lot happening. Tell a me, lot. there's a lot. Summarise. So it. I had already won the Canada International Film Festival Award. Had I yep. yet? When it, yeah. Um. So the DVD came out. Oh, okay, so it's already come out. Uh, yeah, but in, in the US, in the US and Canada, which is which is I have to say massive. I mean, I've worked at Screen Australia for five years, and it's it's pretty rare that an Australian film would get a release in. You know, in the US, which how is accessible market. is it in the US? Like, do you have to, you know, can can you, you order can it online? Or yeah, Amazon, TLA Gay. Um, it'll have some uh, price points throughout different areas. Something that I can ask, like, why not here? Why hasn't it? Be- We're still looking for Australian distribution. Oh, okay, um, so which is uh, basically the the guest house films who are the distributor. Um, we, Rob Williams. Rob Williams, he's a lovely, lovely man. Um, we we know that the message of the Doctor's Wife does go beyond the gay and lesbian community. So uh, before we went with a purely GLBTIQ distributor, um, they wanted, well, as a team, we wanted to sort of see if there was someone that could take the message further, someone that would be able to get it to, um, to you know, non-gay audiences as well. So we're still sort of playing the field with that, and, and unfortunately in the world of, of big distribution companies, sometimes it takes a long time for emails to be returned. Yes. Uh, but... <clears throat> What's yeah. the dream for the doctor's wife then? Uh, what, where, where, where would you want? What, what is the goal when it comes to where it's at at the moment? At the moment, I, I'm really sort of investigating. I'd love to get some television play. Hmm. So um, I, obviously, for legal reasons, I can't mention like uh, distributor labels names, but uh, one in particular um, showed interest and said that because of you know the financial crisis, um, they thought the film itself has a would have a great place on Australian television but at this point they weren't looking for TV things they wanted cinematic okay. um, you know stuff that they could that, that hadn't been shown in cinemas before so which was really positive so I've I've um, I've made some uh, connections with some people at, at uh, some other film festivals and sort of things about getting advice um, you know, to see would I cut a TV version? Who do I speak to? So that's, that's something we're playing with as well. But then also, um, at the same time, the 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 sequel is is um, incredibly time consuming. So the possible campaign that we've got to raise funds to yeah. get that made ends in nine days. And Which yeah. <laughs> when it comes to say, is it all thought out? Like you know what you're doing, like beginning to end. It's 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 happening. Like it's it's going to be a very different film okay. to to the first one. Um, very much. It, I I've been describing it to people. It's a bit more like you know the BBC documentaries, the really interesting ones where they talk about a topic, and it's really more the interviewer or the person who's exploring the issue is going and talking to these people. So um, the vessel of mine and Vincent's relationship is going to be the through line. So that's what's going to tie this together. But the the biggest part of this film is that we're really wanting to look at the huge area in the middle of people. Um, you know, you he- we hear from uh, people pro-marriage equality, we hear from the Australian Christian lobby, but there's a whole gamut, a mass of the population in the middle who aren't ever heard from. Um, and and that's that's you know we're really wanting to find out what are the reasons why um, you you're not talking to your politician, but also investigating things like the history of marriage and right yeah 
It's yeah. huge. Well, I, I think, well, I guess that's for us when you hear the, the rallies when it comes to, you know, asylum seekers yeah. or, or stuff like that. Like, if it doesn't really purely affect you, you're not exactly. really that motivated to... Yeah. To get off, and that's and uh, and I think it's until you're affected by it mm. on a personal, and that's I think that's what I love about us is that you know, and as Dr. Burke would say, you're making a difference every day by just living and it's getting true. amongst people and stuff yeah. like that. So I think because uh, there is a rally this uh, Sunday, there is in the city, and uh, and I, I every time try and recruit some of my straight friends to to come go along. there just to just to come along and get like, and I just think if I could just if everyone could just bring one friend, yeah. Imagine the crowds that you get, or one or two friends, or whatever, and you know, just and, and the same goes for spreading the message of equality. You know, mm. every single um, gay, lesbian person knows straight people who probably <coughs> aren't aware of 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 the inequalities within you know our own lives. And it's it's funny. I was speaking with um, recently in Shepparton. Um, with someone who just happened to be there who was from the Australian International Film Festival. It was... You could have knocked me over with a feather. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but he was saying that, um, you know, for, for, for people like us, you know, um, you know, some people sign petitions, some people go to rallies. We make films. And that's... I think that's sort of our way as well of, of trying to contribute to... Um, the the greater good. I play music. Yeah, <laughs> I get it. But uh, uh, with the the film that that is coming along, uh, I, I without revealing too much, there's going to be a wedding. There is going to be a wedding, and you can you can say we're going to go to Mandubra and we're going to have a wedding. Yep. Um, we have not set a date yet. Um, very much just trying to get through the possible campaign. Mm. Um, but also uh, in doing so, I, I've I, I will openly be saying I'm willing to fail as well. You know, we that's kind of one of the dramatic things in this. We don't know if the community of Mandaba will support us having a wedding there. You know, I think they will. But yeah. you, you, we don't know what's going to come along. They're Who knows in, whether you'll show up to the altar. That's the right. You I might, might realise Vince is a real prick and it's like, I what may, have I been doing? I may decide the that marriage bride. isn't what I want. <laughs> It, it's but it's it that's that they're the elements that are so good. Open God, I want to see the film now, <laughs> damn it! It's not fair. And uh, and but uh, learning what you learned with the first film too, you've got a bit of a crew. This yeah, round, and so. it's growing. It's it it, it keeps growing because and it's interesting that now because I've been plugging away for so long as a one man show that um, I, I met uh, my producer and co writer Emma Gibbs, who I describe as a orgy of gay men in a straight woman's body yep um, she oh she is so fag hag so like I just met her for the first time and I'm like I want to walk next to you and just be amongst that yeah yeah mm. yeah. Um, we're Facebook friends now it's yes amazing. and she's gorgeous she's very pretty so she's your gayfty my gayfty what's that she's gay safety gay she, safety she's her wow. fruit fly yeah yeah but she's way gayer than me um, <laughs> but she she's really good she's an exceptional producer um, and we happen to meet on an, as extras on a terrible film set and, mm. and just hit it off from there. So, yeah, I've got her on board. Some other researchers have come on board as well. Um, I've even had sort of email contact with, you know, people. It's so recent that I'm not allowed to say yet if they're Are we allowed to say what the themes are in this? Is it going to be different to The Doctor's Wife? Because Doctor's Wife is about coming being to gay a, in the country. Being gay yeah, in the yeah. country. Is this... It's exploring being gay in the country still or is this what, what, what would you say the is main that? issue is looking at marriage equality so okay. that's we're exploring the issue of marriage equality um, and the I guess it, it, the, what instigated it in the first place was that Vincent and I didn't realise because we just did it 
we lived in the country and we overcame homophobia. Um, we didn't realize that was special until we moved back to the city. And everyone was like, oh my God, that's so crazy. You did that in your life. Um, and I would never do it. No, so lots, lots of people wouldn't. And, well, and actually, it's one of the reasons why I'm quite interested to see your film because yeah. I, I grew up in the country. I grew up in a town of 300 people. Wow. I grew um, up in the country too, and it's like, uh, uh, don't don't let me go back. I don't want yeah. to go Yeah, yeah, you know, it's, I have, I have, uh, yeah. it's, I can't even talk about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it, and it certainly hard, our experience hard. is not the same experience that everybody else is having. Mm. Um, but the, I guess the, what we, because our, our relationship became a bit more sort of publicised as the film progressed, and then it, it, I, I wanted nothing to do with a sequel as I said to you mm. but it was um, but let's just say when you were making the movie were you dreaming of a sequel too or no, like when you could not didn't at know because oh. the first film hospitalised me it's the <laughs> film that nearly killed me yes <laughs> alright um, but I, I, yeah I wanted nothing to do with the doctor's wife ever again but it was after being asked to speak at rallies and, and talk about what we did and how we overcame homophobia which I really still believe in essence it's about conversations mm. and meeting people Meeting people on their like, level in halfway. I've got a mate at work now that yeah. uh, uh, he, you know, he, he loves um, Aussie hip hop, and he goes, "There's this track that I just keep on forwarding whenever I hear the word faggot." Yeah, and stuff like that. And he goes, "And mate, like ever since hanging out with you, I take offence when people say that's gay." And that's or, beautiful. I know, yeah. and it's just like All because right. he, that doesn't immediately affect him, but knowing you has changed it because you are a person, and you're not a concept. So, and I'm always, uh, and I've got a team of you know, like. 20 year olds and stuff like that and they always go that's gay and you know I'm always that person going oh really that party was gay was it consummating with another party of the same gender the other <laughs> night oh well then yeah, yeah. but, but that's 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 sort of we realise that um, our relationship is is something that we could have used to explore the issue okay um, for the better and uh, and just while we're on well, not on the topic of anything yep. else but so uh, you have no hair yeah, um, as part of the possible campaign, I was willing to do just about anything to get funds raised. Mm. Um, so t to get once we got to five thousand dollars of our ten thousand, I promised I would have my head shaved um, by a sexy shirtless Frenchman, and we got there, and I did, and I hate it. <laughs> oh, do you? <laughs> yeah, Fantastic! Like but there wasn't <laughs> enough of him talking French. That was, oh, that, you was that was my more, only criticism. I wanted more of him talking French. Oh wow! Some shivers on my spine. Yeah, you know, it wasn't until I heard an interview with Phoenix. They're a French band. Uh, yes, get interviewed on the on the. Yeah, I heard an interview and they had the French accent. And ever since, I'm like, yes, French yeah. accent. Well, that that guy who shaved yeah. my head, Nico, he he really does have the French. He's French. Uh, even to the point where he does he can't say complicated. He says complicate. So yeah. he'll go, oh yeah, I I will shave your head. It's not too complicated. Yeah, and you go. Oh, I don't like it when they speak <laughs> French English. I like it when they speak French. The, the yeah. actual French. Je rêve d'être nu la nuit. Okay. Wow. Well, yeah. you can chat to me. And I'll go bugger to you too. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we we met a French person, and my friend was uh, Catherine at the time. And he's, she's Catherine. like, you know, my name's Cat, and he's like, Cut. And she's like, Cut. no, no, Cat. Yeah. And he's like, Kate. And she's like, no, 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 my name's Cat. Short for Catherine. And he's like, I'm going to call you Kate. <laughs> so yes, they they do. Uh, yeah, I love the accent. Um, all right, well, uh, for more information, so um, there's a few things I do want to mention while I have your attention. Uh, is uh, there, there are, There's a lot of stuff that you can do. You can What can you go into to find out about the event on the 2nd of December? Go to Tribal Theatre's website. Yep. Which is? 
www.tribaltheatre.com.au I guess or Google Tribal Theatre alright um, if they want to donate to the possible cause it's for the Doctor's Wife sequel yep it's um, possible.com so p-o-z-i-b-l-e dot com forward slash d-r-s wife and the number two alright and uh, thir- and thirdly um, you both you all have Facebooks you have Twitters uh, if, if someone wants to find more information about Silver Stiletto what, what can they do uh, yes, they can go to um, Facebook. Just look up Silver Stiletto Movie um, on Facebook. You mm. should be able to find us. Um, and we may even post our links on the oh, Gay Savvy page. Yeah, I'm already. I'll, I'll be doing that. Thank you. <laughs> <I thought so>. <laughs> <laughs> Leave that with me. Uh, and, uh, and also with uh, Doctor's Wife. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Same thing. Facebook search Doctor's Wife. Or yeah, it's jo- got a website, doctorswifemovie.com. Mm. and that's that's where the sequel stuff will go happens. through as well. Because there'll be a lot of online content for that too. All right. Well, thank you so much for catching up with us, gentlemen. Do thank or you. as you no, do, you, you keep us in the loop. So I won't even ask. You know, keep us in the loop with things. But uh, same with same at Tribal Theatre, and uh, yeah, bring it on. Oh, oh, and also song requests. Ooh. Mm. Well, I've, put you on I've, the had, spot. I've had plenty, so I can always come up with one. Sissy, if you want one first. You, you don't play salsa on here. I'm a bit of an, 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 a salsa. I can play salsa for you, Craig. I can't remember the name, but the song's called Sabez. Sabez. S A B E S, and it's. I can't remember who sings it. Alright, we'll be playing that. Oh, and no, what's no, your actually, song, Jono? Oh, my song. I have discovered a Danish singer yeah. named Oland. Oland. O-H-L-A-N-D. And yeah. there's a song um, she sings called Break the Chain. I would love to hear that. I'm going to play Break the Chain for you too. Um, I hope you like their choices. Uh, you're listening to Gay Savvy. Spencer here. Stick around. All fun to ahead. ojos como en el mar sin saber que eran tan profundos descubrí otro mundo me asomé a tu boca sin sospechar que tus besos me iban a cambiar la vida en un segundo te seguí porque vi tanta vida en ti tan segura que decidí probarte
I'm Jonathan Duffy, the writer, director, producer and star of the documentary film The Doctor's Wife and you're listening to Gay Savvy on Z Digital.
Hey, Hello? Birdie. How are you going? Hey, I'm good. How are you? Sorry about that. <laughs> That's okay. Have we got you at a good time? Are, are we living the dream at the moment? or? <laughs> always. I'm always living dreams. <laughs> <laughs> Where have we got you at the moment, Birdie? Um, I'm in Melbourne, actually. Just, um, well, to tell you the truth, I'm doing my washing and packing my bags ready to um, go on tour again tomorrow to continue. It riveting the lifestyle. <laughs> very riveting, very glamorous. Yeah. At least I, you know, figured out how to wash my own clothes. Exactly. Well, I, I haven't seen you since uh, Splendor. So, what sort of style are we fashioning at the moment, uh, Bertie? Like, what color is the hair, and and what 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 look are we are we doing at the moment? <laughs> well, I can't. I did have an asymmetrical haircut, which happened by accident. I hated it. I just felt completely lopsided, and wanted to. <laughs> wrist, pretty much. Yep. So I've cut that side off. So I'm trying to just fashion it back into a good old-fashioned bob. Aww. Like a good bob. Like you know, a bit of a mop. <laughs> I've got a mop, moppy kind of hair. It should just look like a mop, actually. Uh, mop like like a true rock star, Bertie. Like a true <laughs> rock star. Um, and uh, and how's the weather in Melbourne too? Because right now we're, we've just uh, encountered spring in Queensland and the season has changed like nobody's oh, business. So. Well, I'm sure it's probably much nicer up there than it is down here. It was nice today. Now it, it looks like it's going to rain and it's become cold again. Yeah. Oh, the Melbourne so just Yeah, I know. <laughs> but, you know, there are, the, there are the other perks to Melbourne apart from the weather. I know. You guys are probably the mo- most cultured city in Australia. so it's, Exactly, it's, 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 which is why I moved here, to get some more culture. You know? <laughs> there you Can't go. Oh, so where are you from originally then, if, if Melbourne's not your hometown? Um, I'm from Sydney originally. Oh, yeah. so out of Sydney and Melbourne, it's it's Melbourne that's the winner. Yeah, pretty much. So you know, whatever. I, there's such a <laughs> there's such a um, dividing line between Sydney and Melbourne. You know, they kind of get their hate on yeah. Yeah. with each other. But um, I guess I'm from both. I consider myself more of a Melbourneite now. But you know, I'm from Sydney too. And- and then there's a people that come to Brisbane and go, oh, this is a country town. What am I doing here? Get me out. Get me back in the city. Vegas. It's Bruce Vegas. <laughs> uh, it's so exciting. You, exa- you know it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but uh, you've been uh, quite uh, busy uh, this year. Like, uh, um, yeah. first, Firstly, before we begin, thank you so much for uh, rocking my world personally in 2009 with uh, Secret and Lies. Oh. But uh, the year is uh, twenty. Yeah, welcome. Uh, yeah, the year is uh, 2012 right now, and uh, that means it's been from then till now with your latest album yeah. release. Uh, yeah. Why the why the you know why the what what's been keeping you busy from 2009 till to now? Tell us about that well, journey. Well, I guess like from from the album release in 2009, we really toured it quite extensively. So that was about a good solid year of back to back touring, like in this country and then over in the UK. Mm-hmm. So then that, that takes us to two years, and then I came back here, and um, then I decided to go over to Chicago for about um, seven months. A friend yep. of mine lived over there just to kind of do a bit of, uh, just there was a studio I had access to there, and I just wanted to start again and kind of defrag a bit and away from the Australian music industry to try not to be too affected by everything and yeah, yeah, yeah. expectation and all that stuff. And then, so that brings us to about a year, and then, so I had a bunch of material, I got back here, um, and I started working with Francois Titas, who produced the record, and it took a year to make. There you go. And then, well, it actually has been finished, it's been finished since March, so, you know, it's just the record companies, they take a long time, you know. Fair enough. Other people that have to organize things, and 
it's very it sort of it can at times be a very frustrating process in, you know when you have to wait around for other people sure. but um I'm excited very excited about this record I've worked really really hard on it and um so not that I haven't worked hard on other records <laughs> before but I feel like I've really um you know sold the ideas and the stories and they've come they've come to full full life and fruition as much as I could bring them so forward. is Pope Innocent X sort of like storytelling your journey like with Chicago or UK at all or is it all um, no it's all um, stories from um, I have a couple of years of lost memory when I was a child <laughs> about okay. the age of nine so it's I've made up the stories of, of um, lost worlds and what would have been my I guess innocent mind and my imagination at that age so it's it's kind of a journey of um, a journey of those those worlds and places from the point of view of an adult, but with the kind of violent innocence of, of a child, right. child's point of view. Because um, yeah. Because going back to um, Secrets and Lies, like you'll hear songs like uh, Birds of Prey and, and Thump and stuff like that. But with this new one, um, uh, so far we've heard Mercy Killer and uh, yep. and Boy. And there's there's yep. still that, that sort of dark theme uh, pop uh, element to it. Like, uh, w- yeah. When it comes to, uh, you know, your, your songwriting and stuff like that, what what ha- what... What is a distinct difference uh, between Secret and Lies and uh, Pope Innocent X? Uh, is it is it the main focus the fact of the nine year old self and uh, filling in the gaps, or is there more uh, life experience to it, or, or other relationship yeah. stuff? I think that there's more. I mean, there's more confidence in it. In that, um, I really explored those kind of lost years of my childhood with. Frank, my producer, we did sit there and write the record together, so it was kind of many days of sitting there and talking and talking and writing stories and and um, some being true and, and some being not, and, you know, I just kind of, I really I really um, I really was so inspired with the art of storytelling and, and that within the song structure and I guess in the past I've been slightly less um, I'll probably just a bit more. Um, what's the word? Just, uh, not ethereal. Just you know, I like I write a lot about um, bits of poetry and emotions and feelings and stuff like that. Whereas on Pope Innocent X, I've really sculpted each story to be its own kind of island. That so, if you read the, the lyrics, you would have you know the picture of you know the lost space or the gaps like rather than quite an esoteric kind of picture so yeah and and I've illustrated a book which is being released as a special edition with Pope Innocent X and I've um, yeah I've done I've illustrated each song so we're doing a a linen linen bound book with the CD in the back with the lyrics on one side and the and the drawings on the other so it's a prop it's kind of kids story I mean yeah kids stories for adults written by an adult how exciting (laughs) well I don't know I'm moderately adulty but Oh, well, there you go. Well, that uh, that that's that's new and fresh and different. A, a book, uh, yeah. an illustrated book. Hello. Yeah, I know. 
fine. Well, the record company let me do it too. So <laughs> I did have to beg, beg. <laughs> it, it, and it's funny too because another uh, thing that came that you know sprung to mind when it comes to uh, you and your and your songwriting, like apart from uh, the, the stories and imaginations and and you know I guess fairy tale aspect to it. Mm. I'm also curious too because and a, and a great example of of the element of of songness that you that you put in your music like Peekaboo for example yeah. it just has those yeah. catchy riffs like where did you get those oh is that you know you're like yeah. you're listening and there's that dark gloomy theme but at the same time you just want to tap your feet and put your back into it a bit too like yeah. you know, get your dance on when what? it comes to that element in in songwriting is that pure fluke or is that something that you strive to do in your in your songwriting too when it comes to you know your fresh material and stuff like that like you know do you think with you sitting down with frank hey we have to put a bit of like you know sassy uh birdie-esque into it or, yeah, or is it all just I come think, naturally i think it's it's i really like playing with really quite um for want of a better word like deep dark things and then putting those motifs into into pop music you know because it's you know it's almost like I'm privately kind of tricking people (laughs) going wow this is great and then it's really actually about kind of you know something Something not so nice I guess but not not always like that but you know, about being stalked or, like, creepy. It's the new thing these days, Bertie, like, really depressive Mm. lyrics, but with a really poppy, Mm. fresh background that Mm. people are dancing because they like the background, not because of the song's meaning, but, yeah. See, they've been copying me. I've been doing this for ages. (laughs) I started this movement. Well, I I, I believe you. And uh, and knowing your early stuff, too, I no doubt in in that, too. Uh, Because Thump would be another great example. Like, you're screaming in the mic saying, come on, but I just want to rock and bang my head going, yeah, yeah, this is dance music. Love it. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> and it's just you know, it's being a big, bit trickstery, you know. So it's a lot. I mean, and music and songwriting should be fun in that way, and it should be diverse, and it should be, you know, colourful, and 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 you know, it should be spiky and soft and interesting, and yeah. and all those wonderful things. It doesn't need to be just one layer, you know. And I love, I love the the fact that you can multi layer. You know, yeah. pop music in that way, and you can you can make a song, you know, immediately um, tangible and easy for people to listen to, like in a way. If you, you know, sure. what I mean? no, no, yeah. spice it up, keep it on our feet. You layer it with with things that are deeper, and then you know, just keep discovering new things about a song. That's what I love about music that I you know listen to personally. It's just like every time you listen to music, you discover new things, and you you know you're doing something at the time and when you first hear a song and oh, that song will always remind you of, of that moment or mm. whatever and you know unconsciously and consciously just sort of awakens your senses and I just find that also so yeah. fascinating and it's just always just unpredictable and it's such a mysterious and beautiful art form in the streets that you dragged into bad company and you go but you don't want to the bats are coming as you close your eyes and then you're in a strange bedroom lying on the floor i know you'd like to captivate but you'll have to try harder than your other friends who just happen to die you picked the wrong girl off the streets my nails are sharp slicing through your bended knee and your wanton heart i know you know there's something that i can never say i live in my own darkness with 
relief From all the silence of your screams and your sweaty sheets Stuck indoors you only cry, only cry for more Not out of sadness, out of fright Breaking down the door But I could only guess that you would think The worst of me But I'm loving another world Where day is night and all the heat Is dripping from my skin from my soul And I am hollow in this space Like a black hole I know you know There's something That I can never say I live in my own darkness With a giant birds of prey My name is Bertie Blackman and you're listening to Zed Digital. Those eggs Call me Jeepers Where'd you get those people? 
and uh, thinking of your music too like when you hear songs and and you think of stuff or it takes you to a place or something like that another thing that also Mm. sticks out when listening to your songs too are your film clips and I'm just curious when it comes to you know writing a song too how much input and creativity do you get amongst the film clips is it all again fluke with just who you choose to produce it or no it's 100% like um, we find the right people to work with and then um, sometimes it's me coming with an idea, but I'll, you know, but usually we write quite a, usually I write quite an in-depth kind of, um, it's not a treatment because that's what they give you. It's like a, a, like a synopsis or something, you know, so I kind of give my inspirations and like visual references and kind of like a skeleton, I guess, for the feeling of the song. Cause I think it's just so important when you're putting, you know, a visual image to a song, it's got to really, you know, it's got to really be part of that song. It just can't be, yeah. You know, well, it doesn't I mean it doesn't have to be. But I like, I like, I think it's music it's, videos is such a, it's a whole package. Such a great, it's a great art form, you know. And I think it's underutilized in a lot of ways. And I just sometimes I wish I, you know, just had more money to keep playing. <laughs> keep playing. But I think with um. You know, with with you have to be more, more creative when you have less. So I think again that, that that's a really challenging and good thing for for an artist. Otherwise, you kind of spoil and yeah. too many helicopters rides. You know, give yeah. me where to go. So can't do that every day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just put it in an illustrated book. Oh no, wait, you've already yeah. done that. Um. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I know. What am I going to do next? I'm going to have to. <laughs> Oh, God. oh what, are the, what are those 3D light show things where it's like a, a you know, oh, they like in all the futuristic movies like in Star yeah, Wars, when yeah, it, yeah, something like that. There's yeah, no I idea. love that. That'll be that'll be next for me. And then, you know, <laughs> um, some kind of you know album that that, that that can make you fly like a paper airplane to your house after you order it. Absolutely, you know, something like that. That'd be cool. And, uh, Homing pigeon. <laughs> yeah, call the fox. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, when uh, when you say you're packing now for for touring, is this the uh, the tour that's uh, uh, upcoming your way with uh, Gautier and uh, in the Rubens? Is it both Gautier and the Rubens? Like one? No, before- separate separate tours. Separate. So they're both they're both support gigs. So I'm sort of halfway through the Rubens tour, mm-hmm. um, and then the Gautier. Um, gigs don't start until the very beginning of December. I'm sorry, no offence, but uh, the Rubens are brand new. They're, they're fresh. What, what are you doing opening for them? Yeah. They should be opening for you, Bertie. Well, you know, they've got a shitload of hype at the moment. Yeah. And, you know, they've, they're playing the Forum. They're playing big, huge theatres. They've been around for a year. So, you know, it, for me, it, it was a chance to do a bunch of more so kind of rural shows. Yep. Um, you know, off the back of someone else taking all the heat for it you know what I mean like yep. and I could play around with my new record and do what I want and then and get more exposure you know sort of get it out in the old fashioned way without because you know my show is is quite a quite a complicated beast it, it needs a lot of people there to kind of make it happen in, in, in the way that you know in the way that it, with this record it, it kind of needs to be so it's just kind of breaking it down into different formats you know and it's and it's just an excuse to get on the road sooner rather than later you know yeah and i just didn't i don't like just sitting around going oh i really want to be doing this and uh, it's like well i just want to play shows and 
And it's been really wonderful, you know, the rooms fill up as soon as I come on stage, so in some ways it is kind of like my my gig. <laughs> I just forget the, the Rubens. <laughs> is it, is, uh, did you meet them at Splendour, or did, were you aware of them be- beforehand and with managers um, and stuff like that? I didn't, I, I, saw, I saw a bit of them at Splendour, but there um, was through my booking agent that the, that the tour happened, they, they wanted to have me on board and was that the same with um, Gautier because I noticed with Gautier you guys have the same producers and management and yeah. music and stuff like that was that the connection there or did Gautier yeah. say I have to have you Bertie no no he said he had to have me <laughs> fan of the record plus I didn't maybe someone you know held a knife to his throat or something but, oh. um, no Wally's Wally's um, you know he's he's a, he's a loyal he's a loyal friend but he's he wouldn't pick me just because we were friends you know so yeah i think genuinely the the the, with the style of the new record and and pivot or opening for the shows i think it's going to be a really great bill and a really diverse and interesting kind of group grouping of musicians so it's because it's all kind of cinematic in a way you know parts of my music are cinematic and it's the same with him and and with the pivot guys so I, i think it'll be if i was a punter yeah well, I am sometimes yes. a punker. If I was going to be buying a ticket to that show. I'd be, I'd be pretty excited. Fantastic, you know. So that's what we can expect then. That's just answered yeah. my next question. Well, your album Pope Innocent X is released on October twelfth. Why Pope Innocent X? How, how did that name come about? <laughs> just out of interest. It's, um, it's the title of a Francis Bacon painting from nineteen fifty three. I oh. believe it was painted. Obviously, and Francis, duh. <laughs> and Francis Bacon was a, a friend of my father's. Um, they um, hung out together in London in the 60s and because of this record being a lot about childhood and stuff to do with art and whatever, you know, it's just literally I was just looking at books and just saw this painting and it wasn't so much the painting I connected with but the title because I just think it sounds like, to me, some kind of modern steampunk awesome superhero, you know? Fantastic. And uh, after all this touring is over and done with, is it too early to ask what's the plan from there? Are we going to go on another journey overseas and try living elsewhere to get inspired, or, or are we going to? Yeah, like I'd, no, definitely. I'd like to go over and live in the states a bit next year. I'm sort of planning on doing that because um, I haven't actually lived properly anywhere else before. You know, I have I'm always based in Australia, so I really want to kind of cut my teeth somewhere else and sort of get out of my comfort zone I think it's always good for the art to do that mm-hmm. um, so in the mi- in the middle of touring this record and all that kind of stuff I'm also get- getting into the visual art side so we're going to do some art gallery exhibitions with the illustrations I've done and prints and you know pictures and all kinds of stuff so it's going to get into a bit of a multimedia thing um, which is exciting so we've got plenty of work cut out for us but it's going to be an exciting 12 months lucky you I I, I envy you states must be awesome so um, all the best we Thank will you. see you with Gautier and uh, and uh, your other tour with uh, finishing midway with the Rubens. Very exciting. Yep. And like I said before, Pope Innocent X comes out on October 12th. Congratulations on yeah. the latest album. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure getting I hope getting you like to... it as much as the last one. Oh, well, I'm a big fan of Boy as it is. And, uh, and um, uh, yeah, I'm definitely going to have to play that song in this segment. But, uh, yeah, <laughs> I am looking Thank forward you. to the release and reviewing it. And, uh, you know, just, yeah. you know. 
Smashing the shit out of you and how awesome you are. (laughs) Yeah, thank you. Again, thank you for getting to know us. And uh, uh, I'll uh, see you guys soon when you hit up Queensland. Thank you, Bertie. Yeah, I'll be in Queensland. Well, I'm playing in Brisbane on the 12th on the launch of my day launch of the, the record. Um, so I don't know. Are you, where are you based? Are you based yep. up in We're Vegas? Brisbane. We'll be, yep. We're, we're very much uh, aware of that. So it does say uh, underline like release 12th of October performance in yep. Brisbane. So we'll see. Yeah, and we'll be putting should, um, information on the website. So, yeah. Awesome. 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 It'll be a really, I'm very excited about that gig. It'll be kind of emotional moment for me, you know. Fantastic. Or something, you <laughs> And I'll have the, you know, I'll probably bring one of the books up on stage because I'm so excited that I've made a book. <laughs> Great. I can't wait to see it. I will. Uh, yeah, yeah. Like. <laughs> and just a, a, just a curious question too, just in case yeah. maybe when we saw you at Valley Fiesta in Brisbane, you yeah. maybe had a, a very dreamy guitar player playing alongside you. Is it the same lineup as uh, back in the day when we saw you then or is it a new band? Oh, it's different. So I do have a very handsome drummer. A uh, new drummer, but he's still very handsome. Don't oh. worry, I only play with attractive people. <laughs> <laughs> Good. <laughs> that, no, we live in a shallow well, Bertie, so that's... We it, do. <laughs> judged, judged on looks. Kind of, you know... Got to deliver. All right. Well, in that on that note, I better you know go shopping on the day when we see your gig, so I do stand out a bit, and exactly. you're like yeah. handsome fans. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's, it's-
Mama, and you're listening to Joe Savvy. So stay tuned and turn it up.
In amongst the interviews there with Jono, uh, Duffy, Jonathan Duffy, Craig Rosada, as well as Bertie Blackman, I played for you a bit of uh, Kylie, did it again. Hope you enjoyed that. Reminisced a bit back into the late 90s. Uh, Tame Impala, I also played uh, Why Won't They Talk To Me? Why? Why, I ask you? As well as uh, Swedish House Mafia with uh, Don't You Worry. Uh, Jono's choice was uh, Oland with uh, a new Swedish artist from uh, Sweden. Uh, and Craig also nominated Sabez uh, by Louis Enrique. I also played for you Speed of Sound by Coldplay. Uh, I thought I owed you that, considering if you saw them at Suncorp Stadium, they did a very fast-tempoed acoustic version of that song. I wasn't happy, but, uh, you know, you might have liked it. But uh, just in case you wanted the real thing, I thought I'd spoil you a little bit. Um, I also played for you a bit of Birdie Tracks, Peekaboo, Birds of Prey, as well as her newie boy. A uh, bit of Fall Down by Jebediah. Yeah. Remember the early 2000s, that track? No? Yeah? Maybe? And uh, Lisa Mitchell with Bless This Mess. Uh, you are listening to Gay Savvy. It's Spencer here, and there's going to be plenty of tracks up ahead, uh, too. Some new stuff, uh, Mama Told Me by Kelly Rollins, uh, teaming up with Big Boy. You might not know who Big Boy is, or if you don't know who Kelly Rollins is, hello, Destiny's Child. But Big Boy also makes the duo of Outcasts, along with Andre 3000. So they're going solo, doing their own thing, and now he's singing with Kelly Rollins, as you do. And uh, I'm also going to play you uh, Give Up uh, the Ghost by uh, Radiohead. I thought when seeing that track live, I was just I just remember looking around and seeing everyone in a trance. If you were there, uh, please let me know your thoughts. At Gay Savvy, do just text in and say hey, hey. Uh, <laughs> I'm also going to play you a bit of uh, Little Mix, their new track, uh, DNA. They are some sassy, sexy girls, and I just, I'm trance every time I, I watch them perform. So they're, they're a girl group that's really got it on with their UK X Factor, so go them. And uh, and then we're going to wrap it up with uh, some other new tracks, but I will introduce them when it comes to closing. So do stick around. Plenty of funsies ahead, and uh, you're listening to Gay Savvy. Spencer here. Shakes unharmed, one calm in the middle of the storm. Bombs blow tsunami, ring the alarm. Big white dummies come and get some um, wisdom. Like your back teeth, I get the f on like some bad cheese. Negative energy not tolerated. You all about a dollar, and I'm exonerated. Free falling, Tom Petty heartbreaker, living legend, rap scholar, art major. Because I make major art like Beethoven, Van Gogh, or Mozart, so don't start around these parts. We reign supreme and stay crispy, cream clean. Blue jeans, Jordans, number three, that's important. Take your time. Well, I'm a pit pocket when I design rhymes. Every little step I take, like Bob Brown, is so profound that when I throw those nouns, we gon' get low, low down until we get backed up. Why everything gravy, taters mashed up. You know I keep a full plate and a full thing of hot ones, throwaways that are eights, but everything's straight, Lee. I got everything I can't need. Me, boy, I'm everything you can't see. Like three blind mice on the chase of some great cheese. And Cheddar Man say he got them great trees. Say he served me and my, my three G. Fatigues, Jordans, number five, these be boring.
this is Trevor Ashley, and you're listening to Gay Savvy on Z Radio. Does he tell you he loves you when you least expect it? Does he flood in your heart when he kisses your neck? No scientist or biology It's obvious when he's holding me It's only natural that I'm so affected oh. And my heart won't beat again If I can't feel him in my veins No need to question I already know It's in his Just now, uh, you are listening to Gay Savvy. Spencer's still here. And uh, what an epic show we've just had. We've uh, hung out with Bertie Blackman, 
uh, hope you enjoyed uh, hanging out with her then. She was uh, very excited uh, about coming to Queensland and just couldn't wait to play us her new stuff. Uh, we also hung out with Craig Rosita of uh, Silver Stiletto and Jonathan Duffy of The Doctor's Wife. They're teaming up and uh, playing both their feature films at the Tribal Theatre come 2nd of December. And uh, I just played for you a bit of Carnival. Uh, no, I didn't. I'm about to play you a bit of Carnival. Uh, before that, I played for you um, Mama Told Me uh, by Kelly Rollins and uh, Big Boy, as well as uh, Give Up the Ghost by Radiohead. I also played for you a bit of Little Mix DNA. I hope you like that track. Gotta, gotta have a bit of pop in the mix now and then. Gotta love it. Uh, UK girl group just doing amazing stuff. I'm really looking forward to seeing their future film clips because it's just so much fun. Uh, yes, so uh, there are many ways to track us down. Uh, www.facebook.com forward slash gay savvy uh, is one way you can do it. Uh, Twitter is uh, at gay savvy. Instagram is at gay savvy. Email is gay.savvy.zed at gmail.com. You can also ch- track us down via the 4ZZZ website, www.4ZZZ.org.au. Please uh, sign up, subscribe. You know, if you like what you hear and want to keep us going. $15 is a concession rate and uh, et cetera, et cetera. Just, you know, subscribe. Keep us going. They don't have jobs and go out and do it themselves uh, for Triple Z. It's, it's not a person. It's, it's a studio. So you got to, you know, help it out and get amongst it. Uh, <laughs> um, and uh, also, if you want to check out our podcast, uh, just go into iTunes and search Gay Savvy and all should come up there. Uh, I'm going to play for you Carnival Synops. That's a bit of an old track from their Themata record, one of uh, my faves. Tell me what you think. And then I'm going to play The Newey by Calvin Harris and Ellie Goulding. And uh, I hope you like that too. Uh, thank you for tuning in. You uh, keep it real, and uh, I'll do my best to uh, do that too. Uh, take care. Bye-bye. To know if I'm telling a lie Treading with a beast A beast that I can't hide Running with a smile is better than the last time
Change. Yeah.